You are now listening to the Wholesale Hackers Podcast, the longest running live Q&A in real estate investing and wholesaling. Known for being helpers, not hagglers. We cover everything from the basics of getting your first deal to completely revolutionizing your income and scaling your business. So if you're a complete newbie or a wholesaling veteran, we teach you practical habits that you can use today to improve your real estate investing strategy. Now here's your host, Brent Marino. Hey, 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 what's going on, everybody? Brent Marino here with Wholesale Hackers Masterclass, episode seven. So if you guys are, are new to the show, then you know that we, every single week we've been bringing on some special guests. So today from Columbus, Ohio, I have a very special guest. His name is Austin Rutherford. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, how to raise private money. But at first, let me just go ahead and bring him on and uh, everybody go ahead and say hello. What's going on, Austin? What's going on, brother? I'm looking forward to this, man. Awesome, man. So we've never met. I don't think uh, I've heard your name tossed around here or there. And this is actually our very first time that we get to uh, get to really kind of talk. So this is going to be kind of fun to be able to get to know each other a little bit and, uh, you know, just kind of juke it out, I guess. Um, tell me a little bit about yourself, like backstory. Who is Austin? Where are you from? And what? how did you get into real estate? And what were you doing before? Yeah, for sure. So uh, Austin Rutherford from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, my initial goal, dream, I guess, was to be an NBA basketball player. Uh, you know, things things didn't ne uh, necessarily work out like that. Uh, so when I actually graduated here and then lived in Arizona for a year to play uh, uh, basketball out there at a junior college uh, at a uh, what is it, prep school. And got to the point where I hated basketball, never wanted to touch a basketball again. Uh, so like I was lost in life, you know, that, that was my life. That was my dream. Um, so I started reading books. I don't know why I started reading books, never read books in high school, uh, but picked up a book called Think and Grow Rich at the age of 19 years old. And that changed, you know, the outcome of my life forever. So, you know, that turned me on to the possibility of making money. Um, I went out and got a valet job. I bought, you know, everybody's little $50, $100 course just to learn as much as possible. Um, and then actually ended up moving back to Ohio uh, to get into real estate and then bought my first duplex uh, when I was 20 years old. Um, and I'm 27 now. You know, we're, we're a few hundred houses deep at this point. That's pretty awesome. So was out there, got edu read, just picked up a book. How did you pick up Think and Grow Rich? Did somebody suggest it to you or is it was just like just stand out to you? Or how did you come across that particular book? Because that's a powerful one. I get asked that all the time and I wish I remembered, but if I had to guess, it was probably like, you know, an adult figure that I knew somewhere out in Phoenix that probably recommended it to me, but I, I have no idea. I actually have those books in the trunk of my car now. So like any, anytime I meet like a youngin, you know, just, I give them the book, Think and Grow Rich. That's awesome. I, for a lot of people, I was, mine was Rich Dad, Poor Dad, but it, and it was actually a word of mouth. Like somebody told me about it. Yeah. Hey, you think you should read it. Um, great book, great but book. that one, that one still gets passed around. It's like, Oh, I've got a great referral for you for people who are like just kind of getting started. And, uh, it's, it's been, uh, been the one of the ones that just keeps on keeping on man. 100%. Um, so what are your, you talk about fast forward today. Now you're, you've done hundreds of deals. What, what are your goals look like for your business in 2021? Yeah, growth. Um, you know, we're, we're still doing real estate deals. My, so I was like flipping and wholesaling pretty heavy. Now my goal is to build a rent rental portfolio now. So whether that's singles or doubles or multifam or large scale apartment buildings, whatever it is, 
Uh, the goal is to continue to build out the long-term generational wealth because we get caught up in the idea of like chasing money through the flips and the rehabs and you make a lot of money doing that but you know you're, you're not building anything for the future uh, so i had that mindset shift like a year year and a half ago uh, to really start going heavy on the rental property side um, and then two for me i've diversified into a lot of other businesses um, and the, one of the biggest ones is building my personal brand, um, you know, gaining followers on social media, YouTube channels, Instagram, TikToks, uh, just trying to give out and, and give as much, um, you know, as much as possible back to everybody else. And, and the opportunities that come from that uh, are, are tenfold. You know, I can't even like imagine some of the people that I've met, some of the opportunities I've had without doing that. So, you know, building other things and building uh, the rental portfolio. It's something that I suggest a lot more people should do. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to turn it into a coaching business or, or, mm -hmm. or anything like that. But if you're not documenting your process and getting it into the hands of, of the people who want to see it, yep. then you're missing a huge opportunity on not just, you know, that, but also amount of business. I can't tell you the amount of business that has been brought to us because of what we've, what we've been doing over the course of the last three years. So yeah, hundred percent. And that's actually one of the, one of the big things that we hit on inside of our program is like building that circle of influence up, like making sure you let everybody know who you are, what you do, how you can help them and how they can help you. Yep. It's such a vital, vital piece of information that most people don't even think to do. And it doesn't cost you anything to do it. hundred percent. So one, one big thing that you pointed out that I want to make sure people don't skip over that what I get the work, the most feedback for on building a personal brand. One is like, they're scared, which we can get past that a lot of different ways, but two is like, well, what do I post? You know, what, what do I, what do I make? But you just said, document the journey. You don't have to create anything for social media. As long as you document what you're doing, hey, I closed the deal. Hey, I made a phone call. Hey, I just raised $100,000 to fund this deal. Hey, I just went to a meetup. Hey, I just got lunch with this guy. Hey, I just met up with this realtor. That's documenting. That takes zero thinking. You're literally just documenting what you're doing on a day-to-day -day basis. It could be just a blog. It doesn't even have to be on video. You could be yep. just writing. Heck, you could just write it in a journal for no one else to see but yourself. But one day, that that all that information will be extremely valuable. 100%. 100%. I actually found my journal uh, last two weeks ago. Uh, from when I was 19 years old and I read the book Thinking Grow Rich. And it was it was incredible just to be able to read back through that journal and see how my mind mindset uh, has changed over time. So I couldn't agree more with you. Yeah, that's pretty interesting. So what is your current what does your current team look like? Yeah, so I got a, a like assistant slash transaction coordinator. Um, I got a disposition slash project management. Um, and then I got a salesperson um, on the front end acquiring the deals. Uh, so, you know, not like a huge, um, you know, huge team, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and honestly, we've been finding a lot of opportunity just buying from other wholesalers right now because of the brand that, you know, I've been able to attract eyeballs and then people just send us deals all the time just because they, they've heard my name before. So yeah. um, that's kind of what the model looks like. Because you've documented the journey now, learn <laughs> how you can help. Them. And it's, it's just it all goes back to more people should be doing it. 100%. A lot of times people are asking questions about, well, what's your best marketing channel or what, you know, what list is working best for you? But I like to just ask, you know, overall, like what's your favorite marketing channel and why? So favorite is, is like direct mail or PPC because those people are calling you. So they've received a letter. They've seen you on TV. They've seen you on the internet, whatever it is. And they're reaching out to you. That's true motivation. 
Now, the volume of those leads is not a lot, but once they do, once those do come in, you know, that's a very, very good lead. The volume of leads that we found has been through cold calling, but you got to go through a whole lot of BS to get to the right deals. So if you were to ask my favorite, it'd be, you know, direct mail and uh, PPC. If you were to ask what we did the most was cold calling. Yeah. Let's see. That's interesting. You do the most of your least favorite thing because it takes the numbers. It's just yeah. the volume. All yeah. right. But your KPIs probably point to what's your lowest cost per deal when it comes to those three marketing channels? Uh, cold calling right now. Cold calling. Yeah. 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 It's the most, you, you got to burn through some volume. Uh, <laughs> but, but, the, but the biggest profit is from the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. PPC, PPC leads. Uh, I, when I got started, I hated, I, I never did direct mail. I didn't do direct, direct mail for probably two, two years. I've only been in this business for four years. So the first yep. two years I didn't do any direct mail. Yeah. Um, I did I, minus a few handwritten letters to a few very select households. Uh, but it was all cold calling. And then I got yeah. tired of cold calling. I was like, well, I can't do this at scale by myself. I either have to hire, you know, get all these triple dollars and stuff like that. So I kept continued doing cold calling a little bit and then started adding PPC and it got to where I was spending anywhere between eight to $10,000 a month, but it was returning 30 to $50,000 a month. So hundred percent. I like this. I like when people just come to me. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it's literally people like, Hey, I need to sell tomorrow. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. The easiest leads you can get. I mean, they've been to your site. They took a look around. They filled out two forms usually. Most yep. people have two forms. And so they went through all that trouble. They're interested in selling and they're not typically just looking to, you know, kick tires. Now you do have people who are like, well, I just wanted to see if I'd get an offer on the other end. Yeah. You know, you get an offer is just not like automatic. It doesn't automatically appear. <laughs> Although I'd love to have a nice little algorithm and just kind of, this is what we'll give you. For real. <laughs> I'm guessing that's kind of what Open Door and Zillow and all of them are doing for the most yeah, part. Yeah, they, they got more money than they know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> They're playing off some stupid thin margins, but for sure. when, you, when you're playing on the, that big of a level, you can. Yeah, agreed. Um, This is my probably by far my favorite question that I ask everybody, and we're moving through this pretty quick. So, guys, if you're listening and you're watching, get your questions in because typically what we do is I usually have, only have like five or six questions, and then we go through this list, and then we start answering everybody's questions. And, by the way, also, if you are watching live with us, please put in the comments hashtag live, and if you're watching this on replay, do hashtag replay. Um, so this is my favorite question. If you've lost it all, what would you do in the next 30 days if all you had was, say, couple hundred bucks, a cell phone, and that's it. So with the following that I have right now or without the following? Lost it all. No okay. following. Okay. Okay. Uh, so a hundred bucks and a cell phone. Um, yeah. I'll drive for dollars and door knock. You know, that's uh, to me the easiest, fastest way because you're very niche targeted uh, rather than, you know, well, I guess you don't even have the money to buy the list and do the marketing. Uh, well, the courthouse is free, man. What'd you say? I said, you go to the courthouse, it's free. They got it posted. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, I would drive for dollars, um, do some door knocking, get, you know, get uncomfortable. And like you said, we get lists from the courthouse, the probates, the divorces, the tax liens and um, foreclosures we get from the, the courthouse. That's all free. Do that. Pick up the phone, start dialing and then find a deal that way. You know, people overcomplicate over the system. It's, it's not an easy thing to do, but it's a very simple process. You get leads, you make phone calls. Like that's it. 
isn't you don't have to overcomplicate the process by any means. Yeah, you should be focused on two things: finding people to talk to and talking to those people. Yep, that's it. Yep, that's really it. It's it's so simple. It's hard. It's all <laughs> the other stuff that you know. Like, it's like just like you were talking about. We say this all the time. It's so simple. It's hard. It's it really is like understanding the formula, knowing how this works, is an easy process. But getting one all the way through the comp to the finish line, it's always that first one usually. Uh, that first one is usually the most difficult. For uh, sure. Past and, that, it's like just rinse and repeat. Keep doing them. And then yeah. you come across a little hurdle every now and then. You go like, oh, shit, I don't know how to do this. Let me reach out to somebody that's been through that before. Let yep. me ask on Facebook or whatever the case may be. All yep. right, I know how to get over that hurdle. Boop, go. 100%. And what a lot of people don't get in this business is they think they're in the real estate business. They're not in the real estate business. They're in the marketing business because without deals, you have no you have you make no money. So like I hear all the time, people are like, well, I'm going to get in, but I'm not going to spend any money on marketing or I don't have the time to do marketing. I'm going to wait until I get a deal and then I'm going to go all in. The problem with that is, is you're not going to get a deal to be able to go all in on. Uh, so you have to do the marketing and, the, and there's paid marketing and there's free marketing, the driving for dollars, the door knocking, the, the court steps, the auctions, the, the networking with other wholesalers. That's all free. The paid stuff, the cold calling, the PPC, the TVs, the RVMs, the SMS, all that stuff is paid. But you have to do as much of both as humanly possible to actually get deals, to get leads in the door to actually end up closing a deal and making money at the end of the day. What was your uh, what was your first deal like? Where did it come from and what did you make on it? So I got like kind of two first deals. The first I bought a rental property duplex when I was 20 years old. I bought it off the MLS. I had no mentors, no nothing at the time. So kind of stumbled my way through it. So I don't really count that. But like my first like true investment flip property. Um, came from a probate campaign. Uh, I mailed to him for nine months in a row, once a month for nine months in a row. So nine pieces of postcards. Uh, they finally ended up calling me back. Uh, it was eight children that inherited the property. So I had to get eight signatures on the on the contract, which is a lot, yeah. plus their wives and husbands. So it was a lot of them. Um, ended up buying the house. Uh, bought it at 21 years old. It was a $74,000 purchase, $170,000 rehab budget. So I raised a quarter of a million dollars from a private money lender to fund the entire deal, um, bought it, renovated it, stumbled through it, you know, put a 600 square foot addition on it, 25 grand into the foundation, you know, electric, plumbing, HVAC, everything, um, and sold it and made $107,000 net profit. And, uh, you know, it was it was a good first deal. So put put all the money back into the business, invested it into marketing, um, and, then, and then blew the business up from there. Gotcha. Awesome. Yeah, my... My first deal was uh, it was one I wish I would have flipped, but at the same time, I'm glad I didn't know what I know now. I'm glad I didn't for the first thing. Yeah, uh, it was a driving for dollars lead. Called this guy up several times. Uh, he was a he was a contractor. He did he had a, he owned a roofing business and uh, he'd owned this thing for several years and just never got around to it and never got around to fixing it up. He's like, I yeah. just want what I got in it plus the taxes. I said, OK, so what is that? And he's like. Twenty-seven thousand. I knew how much it was. Like it's, I saw it on the on the last sale date. Yeah. And uh, he's like twenty-seven thousand. I was like, I just kind of, I didn't jump for joy because I didn't want to seem too overly excited. And I was just like, you know what? Let me run my numbers real quick, and I'm gonna go home and check, the, run some comps on this thing, and let's just see where I have to be at. And I, but I'll call you back in the next thirty. Um, he said, all right. So I went home, called him back. I was like, yeah. So I think we can do that. Twenty-seven. That, that's that's real fair. He's like, all right, good. 
And uh, I went and I remember laying in bed all night that night going, what the hell am I going to do if I can't sell this thing? I, <laughs> I raised it at, I basically comped it like 135 to 140,000. I got it for 27 and needed about 45. It's a great deal. Uh, yeah, it's a great deal. And it, in a great neighborhood. And this is an area that I'm not familiar with because I, I just moved in, in, in there and I've mostly worked out of town. So I'd work on the road and I'd come into Columbia, South Carolina. I didn't really know much of anything. But I went to a foreclosure sale, met a bunch of people that was buying, and I called the first one up. He came and picked it up for thirty-nine nine. Nice. Um, and then he assigned it for another five grand more. And then the guy <laughs> flipped it, so ended up selling it for like one hundred and seventy thousand. So I was like, Jesus, man! I was like, you know, he took like eight months to flip that thing. He took way too long, but yeah, he did a nice job with it. Knocked it out of the park and got thirty thousand dollars more than I thought he could have got for it. That's because it took them eight months. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that first one, man, it's a, uh, mine went really, really easy, which was probably, honestly, the first one was probably the easiest one I've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, rest of them have always had all the hiccups and the problems. For sure. I mean, it's, it's just getting over that first hurdle. Like I hear it so many times that I'm like, Hey, I had somebody call me yesterday. Hey, I made a hundred cold calls. How do I know this works? Well, first of all, we make thousands of phone calls a day. So like 100 calls ain't going to get you that far. But like people give up too soon. But you yeah. can see like if people got to struggle, 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 struggle for a week, a month, a year, whatever it is, and they get that first deal, then it starts taking off after that. It literally is just that first deal. And then it's game over from there. You know, I got story after story. I'm sure you do, too. You know, pop the first deal and then they run off 100K in the next month or two. I yeah. guess it, it's crazy. <laughs> Once it happens, it's, it's, it just explodes from that point. It's kind of like how, uh, I don't know if you, uh, Russell Brunson talks about how, you know, he talks about the Roger Bannister, the four minute mile. No one thought the four minute mile was, was possible for, you know, uh, you know, decades. People didn't think it was possible. Then it happened. And then everyone knew that it was possible. And within two months later, like another guy came and broke the record. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's, oh, <laughs> Do not disturb. <laughs> no, I mean, it's, it's 100%. You don't know what you don't know. You know, some people take seeing it to believe in it. And the cool, the really, really cool thing, wrapping back to social media, is you can see it on social media from other people. You know, something that I, I heard a long time ago is called borrowing belief. So when you're down in the ruts, when you're down in the hole, when you've made 100 or 1,000 or 5,000 phone calls and you think it's not possible, borrow, follow me on Instagram, follow you on Instagram. Like, borrow belief from people that are doing it. I still do that today. You know, I, I definitely don't know it all. I'm still learning. I'm still struggling and I'm still growing all yeah. the time. I'm on social media looking at other people. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, it's motivation. I, I got to get this done. So you borrow belief from other people that are in a position that you eventually want to be in. Yeah. I see people doing hundred thousand dollar deals, never touching them. I'm like, I got, I need to, there's something I don't, I need to go figure that out. <laughs> Right. Sure. I'll, I'll pay sure. to go get in that room with somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, and you're always learning, right? If you're not, if you're not, I'll, I'm a firm believer that if you're not getting better, you're actually getting worse. For sure. hundred percent. People are like, stay sorry. No, you're good. Uh, people always say like I'm coasting, right? So what's the definition of coasting? It means you took your foot off the gas and you're just sliding, right? You cannot coast on a flat surface. You'll eventually stop. So you can't coast. The only way to coast at the same speed is downhill. So if you're not growing, you are going down. Those are the only two options. 
And a lot of people don't understand that. Even I'm sure I've been in ruts like that. I'm like, yeah, I'm just chilling. And then I wake up 30 days later. I'm like, damn, that was not a good idea because now I'm in a worse <laughs> place than where I was. <laughs> and that happens a lot of people to a lot of people. You'll go get, you know, get on a crush and do like two or three deals, make you forty, fifty thousand dollars You're like, you know, it used to take me a whole year to do that. Yep, and then, you know, I don't need anything right now. And then a, a month and a half, two months later, it's like, uh, I'm sp still spending money on marketing, but I hadn't, I still run a business and I got an overhead and I got all this. I still got some money, but like this ain't as fun as I thought it was. Like, I, need to, I need to get it again. Now I got no leads coming in because I took my foot off the gas or whatever the case may be. Just never do it. Just keep going. For sure. hundred percent. And like going back to it, like, I don't know about you. My first deal when I made $107,000 in profit, I didn't spend a penny. I didn't go out to dinner. I didn't buy a pair of sneakers. I didn't go on vacation. I went back to work my valet job and I went back to, to college taking 15 credit hours. I think I popped a $30 bottle of champagne with my wife. <laughs> you got to do something. <laughs> but like you didn't go out and blow all 13 grand, right? You put that back into the business because you had bigger goals of growing something bigger. So when you do make money, like that's that's just the beginning. You can't take that and be like, all right, cool. I made it. What'd you make? 10 grand? Like, how long is that really going to last you? It's not going to last you anything. Put it back into the business, sacrifice for another 6, 12, 24 months, whatever it is, and actually build a business that you can have the freedom that you want. Yeah. At that time, I was working for Anheuser-Busch doing experiential marketing, and I had a really good job, and I was making six figures a year. So I was like, every, I, was like, I realized very quickly, it's like, if I want the quick, if I want to escape my nine to five or my, my normal job, then I have to reinvest every, I literally just took every penny and just yep. put it all right back in, put it all right back in. And I learned a lot and I failed a lot really fast, Yeah, uh, which is, you know, I've I, I eventually ended up joining a mastermind. I was like 15 grand. I, you know, I, I bought, I got uh, the $200 a month podio system that I didn't need that I didn't know I didn't need, but <laughs> I bought it. I tried this marketing method and went and did this marketing method and, and threw a bunch of shit against the wall and see if it would stick. And I made a lot of mistakes, but I learned a lot. Yeah. Uh, and wasted a ton of money, but it sped up my learning curve by a lot. Yeah. And then I joined a mastermind and, and sort of learning how to put people and processes in place to where, you know, I don't have to be involved every single day. Yeah. Like, well, that's much better. Uh, I'd much better not have to be the person doing it every day. Like I don't enjoy, I'm a marketer. I don't really enjoy going into people's houses and talking to them about the house and negotiating a deal and the problem. I know how to do it. I've done it a million times. No, well, not a million, but I've done it a, a bunch of times. Um, and I just don't enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy making the phones ring, putting the processes and systems and things like that in place to where I can sit back and be like, cool. <laughs> in the day? Great. All right. There's no fires to put out. Good. I'll see you guys next week for the team meeting. We'll go over our numbers again and keep going. 100%. 100%, bro. And, that, and that's, the, that's how you actually become a business owner. You know, a lot of people think that they're business owners, but they're the only person in the business. You don't own a business. You own a high paying job. Yeah, you own a job. And starting out like you have to do that. You got to prove yourself. You got to make some money and that's OK. But as you grow, you got to figure out a way to remove yourself. And that's hiring people. It's leveraging other people's time. Everybody talks about leveraging other people's money, but nobody talks about leveraging other people's times. That's the only way that you grow. You make more money. You have more freedom. And like I'm big on traveling. You can't travel if it's just you. Everything comes back to you. But if you have people in place, if you have a team, you can be anywhere in the world and still run a business and make money 
when you're doing what you love to do. Yeah, there was there was no better feeling than being at a, a business meeting in like Scottsdale and getting like a end of day report, seeing that we picked up like three contracts. I was like, that's cool. I didn't even talk to anybody. Hundred percent, hundred percent. That's fun. Um, so, uh, what's the if you had one thing to make sure that everyone took away from today's call, what would that one thing be? So, I mean, something that I heard a long, long time ago when I was probably 15 or 16 years old, uh, one of my mentors told me it was like, understand the true value of time. Uh, people people downplay the value of time. You know, they think that sleeping in, you know, watching a movie, going out and getting drunk with your friends every night, like that's all cool and fun. But do you really understand the opportunity cost to that? So he told me, like, you know, put it on a put it on a calculator. If you want to make one hundred thousand dollars a year and you divide that by two thousand and eighty hours, which is fifty two hours a week, every week, uh, 40 hours a week for fifty two weeks of working. That means your time is worth forty eight hours, forty eight dollars an hour. So if you want to make a half a million dollars a year, your time is worth two hundred and fifty dollars an hour. So when you realize the true power of that, you don't waste your time no more. You don't play the video game. And again, there's a time and a place for all that stuff. I'm talking about heavy overkill of doing something. You don't go out and party every week. You don't play the video games. You don't you don't sleep in till noon on the weekdays. You know, you understand that time is valuable and you got to go out there and you got to use it the right way. Otherwise, you're never going to get to where you want to go. I always tell everybody it's fun. Like When I have a big group of people, I usually ask like, hey, you know, everybody knows the saying time is money. Everybody goes money. I, <laughs> I wholeheartedly disagree with that 100 percent. OK, time is is our most valuable asset. It's okay. more valuable than money. Like there's not a, if, if you died tomorrow, if you if you were told you were going to die tomorrow, how much money can I give you to give me the rest of your time? Yeah. None. There's exactly. So time is more valuable than money. Right. And it's our most valuable asset. You can't buy any more time. So for me, it's a, it's a, you, there's, there's a bit of an obsession when it comes to real estate. Right. And you kind of have to have, have to have that edge in whatever you do. Yep. Uh, no matter what business you're in, you're going to have to have a little bit of obsession with it. But yep. my obsession is to perfect it into a, a well-oiled machine to where I'm not so much in it every single day, yep. where I can then spend my time doing the things that I enjoy and with the people that I enjoy spending it with the most. Hundred percent. It doesn't have to be. And if it's going to be a billionaire, you know that's you know I know what. Just like your math in your head, you have to do that same amount of math. Like okay. Do I want to commit that much time? Do I want to sacrifice that much? Eh, maybe. I mean, I'd, I'd like to make a billion dollars one day. That sounds cool, but it's just an arbitrary number. Yeah, I'm really more probably like a hundred million, and I'm kind of like, eh. if I do that, that's I'm pretty much good because I know the game, I know the system. Like, I'm just going to be spending money on other on assets that keep producing more money that buy, that give me more money to buy more assets. So then it's just like an infinite loop of money. And you're kind of cashed out at that point. There's really no point of trying to get build any bigger unless you just have envisions of, you know, built, being Bezos. <laughs> For sure. I mean, it, it, there's no right or wrong answer to how much money you want. You know, some yeah. people want to work that, uh, you know, W2 job, go to corporate and turn their phone off at 5 p.m. And that's OK if that's what you want. But if mm -hmm. you want something more, making 100 grand a year for yourself, you can do that relatively passively making a quarter million of a year for yourself. You got to put a little bit of work in making a million. You can do relatively easily with the right team making 10 million. You know, your lifestyle starts to change a little bit. You got to sacrifice some more things. You might not have as much time with the family, 
Making a hundred million or a billion lifestyle changes a lot. You're not going to have much time with your kids. You're not going to have much time with your family. And there's no right or wrong answer to any of that. You just got to be comfortable with that, which whatever path you choose. Yeah. At the end of the day, you got to ask yourself that. Nobody else can give you that answer. You are exactly right, my friend. It might be a hundred thousand dollars because most people I talk to, honestly, that come to me is like, if I could just make ten thousand dollars a month, I'd be fine. Yep. I mean, if you live in a place like South Mississippi, a hundred thousand dollars a year, and say your other your spouse works and makes fifty thousand dollars a year, like you can pretty much afford to live and do whatever you want around here. Like, yep. <laughs> that's not a lot of money in most places, but like here, that's it's a lot of money for sure. A lot of people. Yeah. I mean, you, you, gotta, you just got to work your way backwards. Like, what's your ideal lifestyle? What do you want to do on a day to day basis? Do you want to live there? Do you want to live in Miami? Do you want to live in freaking Egypt? Do you want to fly on a jet? Do you want to fly on a regular plane? Like, whatever that is, figure out that number and then work the numbers backwards. If it's 10 grand a month, buy whatever the number is 50 rental properties over the next five, 10 years, and you're set for life. Again, pe people overcomplicate the system. You know, yep. it's very simple. It just takes a lot of work to get there. I feel like you and me are on this uh, path of how fast can we get there? For sure. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's really it. It's like, I know that number in my head. It's like, how fast can I get there? I don't want, I can, I can, I can sacrifice a little bit of time here and here and there now. Yep. I'm married. I don't have any kids. So, yep. and then my wife's an attorney. So we're, we're what they consider dinks, the dual income, no kids. Yep. So we're going, we're trying, we're trying to race and get there quick. 100%. So then we can have the kids before or have the kids when everything's kind of like, all right, like it's, we're good. Like no matter what happens, the kids get taken care of. It's fine. hundred percent. hundred percent. So well, cool, man. Well, I really enjoyed today's conversation. Let's uh, how can people get in touch with you and continue the conversation? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'm most active on Instagram. Uh, so Instagram is at Austin Rutherford official. Um, I respond to all the DMs over there. Um, and then I got my YouTube channel, Austin Rutherford, and then TikTok, Austin Rutherford as well. All right. Awesome, man. Well, I really appreciate it. Really enjoyed having you on. And again, guys, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to like and subscribe and make sure that you uh, hit the little bell button there so you're notified the next time that we go live. We'll be back next week with Wholesale Hackers episode eight. And we don't even have a guest for that yet. We're going to have to get Ryan on that. <laughs> appreciate Bye, you having me on, brother. Later. You have been listening to the Wholesale Hackers Podcast. Providing you with essential education for your wholesaling journey. Make sure you are following us on our socials. Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok. And subscribe to our YouTube channel for more exciting content. And head over to wholesalehackers.com.